0: Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here, and today we're talking about New York City because it is the big surveilled apple. Now here's what's going on. This is coming from Gothamist. This is a local publication in New York, and this is what's up. I found this interesting. New York City's 2,000 speed cameras are now officially working overtime because as of Monday, August 1st, a couple weeks ago, all of the city's speed cameras are now monitoring the roadways for drivers going 10 miles an hour or more above the speed limit 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, Governor Hochul, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, and state legislatures granted New York City the power to expand their speed camera hours of operations with a law that was passed in June. Now, previously, the cameras only monitored the roads from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. on weekdays, though 31% of traffic-related deaths in those areas took place when the cameras were off, and that's a According to the city's Department of Transportation. Now, an earlier version of this bill proposed basically cranking up the fines for repeat offenders. That actually failed to pass. Instead, drivers in New York City will face $50 fines for any violation, regardless of how fast the driver is going or how many times the car has been caught. Uh, speeding previously. So you speed seven days a week, you're getting 50 times seven every single week, and that's about it. Now, across the city, uh, these 2,000 speed cameras are monitoring, on top of everything else, roughly uh, 750 school zones. And in 2020, speed cameras caught drivers speeding 4,397,375 times, according to the most recent data available from the DOT. Now, New York City was granted the authority uh, to basically start this speed camera under their former governor, Quo and state legislator in in the legislature, excuse me, in 2013. And within a matter of months, they actually saw some changes due to the cameras. And we'll talk about that in a second. In school zones, for example, where these cameras uh, were present, there was an 8% decline in crashes with basically somebody injured and a 20% decline in crashes where children were injured while walking or on bikes. Now that was compared basically to averages from the years before when the speed cameras were not installed. Now, the city also found on major thoroughways like the Grand Concourse in the Bronx, Coney Island Avenue, and Eastern Parkway in Brooklyn, not to mention Rockaway Boulevard in Queens, the number of violations dropped by more than 80% since they were first installed. Basically, what they're doing is sending a whole bunch of bills uh, to you, and here we are. Traffic fatalities um, basically have been on the rise, though, with 142 people killed in New York City uh, basically this year so far uh, through about a week ago or so when this reporting came out. That represents a 20% increase from 29 the year before the pandemic hit, and obviously we're getting back to normal. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is not because, you know, I'm showing the efficacy or the effectiveness of cameras, and quite frankly, they are. If you're being watched, you tend not to do criminal things. That said, speeding ten miles over the limit is not necessarily a criminal thing. Although in a in a in a school zone that could be considered that. Obviously, we have to take care, uh, you know, in those areas. I'm also, for the record, not advocating for speeding or any kind of crime uh, when you're behind the wheel. So please do not misunderstand me. But. The flip side to this and the balance to this is that quite frankly we have a really real big problem with surveillance these cameras are obviously sharp enough to do things like get driver images get license plates all those kinds of things and if they're on 24 7 then they're monitoring absolutely everything now who for the record actually consents to that And so the argument is, well, you've consented by electing people to your state legislature and electing a governor, uh, in this case, a governor, uh, Governor Hochul, who took over for uh, Andrew Cuomo, who when he had to resign in disgrace. But my point being here is, at what point are we balancing, let's say, the uh, efficacy of a camera, which, quite frankly, is a money-making operation for these cities? Chicago, where I live, is no different. There's cameras everywhere. They make millions of dollars every single year, as I'm sure New York, LA, et cetera, et cetera, do. But there's also a balance between privacy and, and, and essentially overreach from the government. And I think that's something that needs to be discussed because, quite frankly, as we are looking at these cameras. We are basically violating privacy in the same way that, you know, on a personal side, I could walk up to a friend's house and if I'm caught on a ring doorbell, I'm not necessarily consenting for that, even though I want to go visit my friend. These are questions that we really have to understand. We have a right to privacy here as enshrined in the Constitution and interpreted by the U.S. Supreme Court that essentially says we we have that right. And so in the same way that a lot of cities like Oakland, for example, are not allowing facial recognition cameras there to be uh, used for investigation. or or basically used by uh, city law enforcement to, to basically catch somebody, if you will, because there are so many false positives, What does that say when these cameras are going up saying, oh, well, we're pointing them at the street right now, you know, but they're also catching the sidewalks they're also catching other things. And that necessarily isn't it couldn't couldn't necessarily be a good thing. I have a right to privacy when I walk down the street. I have I have a right to basically not have, let's say, a local government understand what I'm doing, providing I'm not breaking the law. And if I am, they have to investigate. We have gone decades and decades and decades without having all of this kind of surveillance, and we've been a pretty peaceful society. And so I'm glad that, let's say, things like traffic fatalities and all those kinds of things are down, but where's the balance? And so I'm asking you that question Again, I'm not advocating one way or the other. That is the news for the day. And I think it should really spark an interesting discussion if you're willing to have it. Because quite frankly, where do the cameras leave off and our privacy begins? And that's something I don't think we've really codified or understood as we enter the enter the age of surveillance. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everyone.